in. We're recording. Hey, I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host of the Spidey Dude Experience. This is episode two of our show, and I've got a some some re, uh, returning panelists from last episode. I have been back here shortly. First up, uh, hailing from the great state of Texas, he is Neil Bogenrider. Neil, welcome back. I didn't know Texas was a city. Did I say the great city of Texas? I thought it said the yes. great state of Texas. Great state of Texas. <laughs> Whatever. It's fun. <laughs> From the city of Austin, Texas. Uh, Mr. Neil Bogenreiter. Say Welcome it back. again? I think you just said it again. I know I did. <laughs> the city of Austin, Texas. So but either ways, I'm doing really good. I have this thing of rice. It used to be bigger, but I ate most of it. Um, <laughs> well, I would hope so, instead of it like mysteriously disappearing. Like, <laughs> a, little, a little awkward. But no, I'm doing good. Um, I'm, it, it's a Friday night, and I'm ready to go to Giddings tomorrow, get some All stuff. Right. Nice, nice. All right, next up is our hailing from the, from the West Coast. He is... Adam Shingle, Adam, welcome back. Hello. So, uh, I like the Batman shirt, man. I, I dig it. I Thank you. It. Thank uh, you. I'll be showing my shirt off in just a second. Uh, <laughs> so, welcome back, Adam. But uh, we have a we have a new panelist, and I last but certainly not least, um, she is hailing from uh, the state of Georgia. Hi. <laughs> so this is Kelly McDaniel. Kelly, hey. welcome, welcome to the experience. Hey. Uh, this is your this is your first time. Uh, you recorded uh, yes. only last time. Yes, you it, couldn't be on program, but yeah, you know, uh, working at nine to five. Unfortunately, could not go to three a.m. like you guys did the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, nobody can tell how late we went to uh, when we listened to the episode. Uh, I, I do want to say this right quick, just so uh, so everybody knows. I'm super super appreciative of those that have reached out. We since we've uh, recorded the last episode, I made the announcement that we're doing this new show, and um, it, it, I have had a lot of people reach out. It's been really a really positive response, and so I'm really really excited. So there might be a couple other. Uh, people coming on here later uh guys like paul and, and brian but they are stuck yeah, in traffic right. so hopefully they'll be on whenever they can jump on so but i wanted to get the intro out of the way because we are going to be talking about uh a uh, a new cop uh, a new set of comics this episode we're going to be covering uh issues six through eleven legacy number of six of 807 through 812 um, Wait, wouldn't wouldn't that be in the middle of the lifetime? Wouldn't that be the first issue of the lifetime achievement arc? Because that's the, the, the third trade. It is. Oh, the trade on Amazon oh, okay. has two okay. different numberings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I did, I did wind up reading through eight thirteen, but that's fine. It's fine. You're ahead. You're prepared. So, you're just an overachiever. Yeah. Always. Uh, so it was, it was school. It was. Yeah, absolutely. It kind, yeah. Of, it kind of feels like school a little bit yeah. reading these again. <laughs> I'm so going back I, to school, so it's good just practice. To, just just yeah. to remind those that are watching us on our YouTube page, you can always go to yeah. our website, spideydude.com. Uh, that's where our front page is. Uh, it's uh, we've got uh, our Facebook page. The internet is fun. Uh, Facebook page, 
Do we have a LinkedIn? We don't have a <laughs> No. You have that thing on the side. You have it. You have it in the tab on Neil, there. Neil, do we need a LinkedIn? Do Do you need should, to say should, that you should make a LinkedIn? A yeah. <laughs> right there. That's not LinkedIn. That's Discord, dude. No, no, no. no on, the on the left. Oh. Facebook, oh. Twitter, LinkedIn. Oh, that, oh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta fix that widget. That widget. <laughs> I forgot that I had that widget up. Uh, so anyway, this is our Facebook page. Our, Yay. Our, our Twitter, our Twitter feed, and our Yay. Instagram. If only, if only the Instagram web page could also be dark. Then it would right? match. It would be aesthetically yeah. pleasing, and it's just not right now. It would, it would be better than, it would be better than light mode. I like dark mode. I do like dark mode, but it's, it's the thing is, is Instagram is not meant to be used as a web page. Yeah, uh, they just have it, so you don't always have to be on your phone while you. Uh, Instagram stock people. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. I mean, it's it's true though. It's the way of the world now. Thank you, Internet. Wow. Yes, thank you, Internet. <laughs> so, thank yeah, you, thank Internet. You, thank you, thank you, thank Internet, you for for not letting us do dark mode on 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 uh, Instagram. <laughs> It really, really is annoying. Like <laughs> I, I can do, I can do dark mode here. I can do dark mode, you know, there. I can do dark everywhere. Mode oh, huh, nope, not Instagram. Has to be light mode. Yep. Namaste. Well, uh, yeah, you can always, you can always check us out at those particular social medias. Of course, you can go and leave us a voicemail at our voicemail line at eight one eight nine two five six six three one. That is. Um, where you can leave leave us a voicemail for any of our shows on the network, and we'll try to play them on various episodes. Uh, so I want to start where we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man number six. This was part of a two-part uh, arc that uh, opens up the, the next trade paperback of the Spencer run uh, called Friends and Foes. So basically... Uh, this is where we kind of are getting more into Peter Parker's life. This is where Nora Winter shows back up. She interacts with uh, Brandy Robinson. She also, which is a very hilarious scene where Peter and Mary Jane are out on a date. We also get the interaction as the cover kind of alludes to with with uh, Fred and Mary Jane like meeting for the first time. MJ actually likes him. Um, There's nothing to hate about Fred. Technically, <laughs> technically. Well, it's like it's like one of those service level things where like you meet the person and like you know they're a, they're a nice kind of guy, but then you start <laughs> hanging around with them for extended periods of time and their yeah, like, crippling exactly. flaws start to it, come out. Exactly. It, yeah, it's it's just the thing is is that he he is that roommate. He he yeah. is he's the Kramer of the bunch. Oh yeah. He's the Peter, Peter. What if we robbed the museum? <laughs> is that is that not an episode of Seinfeld? I I'm, that exactly I'm pretty sure what, that like, that was an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, no, I I don't. I, <laughs> like, it's one of those things where when you look at 
everything that that happens in this issue. You have things like the opening part where you got a vulture and he's being hunted and like by you know Black Ant and Taskmaster. And of course, that's when we meet the have the interaction with with Fred and Jay. But then, like, probably one of the best parts of this issue is like when when like when he follows Fred and he's interacting with the superior foes, and they're having this whole card game, and it's all you know fun and games. And then we cut back to we cut back to Randy and Peter, you know, kind of talking it out. He's like, "Dude, this guy's a super villain." Like, <laughs> I, I'd like to point out for the flashback of for like the with the superior foes scene, they brought back Steve Liber and Rochelle Rosenberg. Yeah, we did the original I was, superior I was foes. Talk about that after, yeah. after the issue, but like, so it comes to the point where Peter's like, "Yeah, I'm an expert on Spider-Man," and so like <laughs> Fred's like, "Well, you need to come with me if you want to live." So they end up going to the bar with no name, and we get a little bit of a brief history of the bar. There was that one time that Scourge showed up and, and killed everybody in it. Yeah. And, like, if you like bad villains, this is this is your this is this is your place. Man. Like, this is my jam. Like obscure where, villains land. Like, like you've got you got kangaroo, you've got uh, scorcher, you have the question. Like the answer, actually. The answer. Oh, is it the answer? I, yeah. yeah the, the answer. Question. Question is DC. I'm sorry. The, I, okay, I'll say this. Who's the guy in the green mask? Because if that's Sin Eater, like, what? Mm. It, you know, uh, I think it's, we have the, Wait, which one in the green suit? The guy on the page with the flashback or the one no, no, in the no, next no. page? Like when, the, when Peter first walks into the bar. Hang on. Bottom left hand corner. Um, I think it was a friend. I think it's either. Not the eel. I think it's one of the, like. Cobb Goblin's franchise villains. Uh, so we got Spot, we've got White Rabbit, and then of course Electra's there because she is not an A-list villain. She's like a B-list villain. She starts making threats because we last saw her in the last trade. She was in the Free Comic Book Day issue. This is her first first time. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get uh, Spider-Man Trivia Night. Woo! That's right. The uh, the answer is going to be the one providing the answers with his knockoff. Living brain from China. <laughs> I okay. I liked that thing, and uh, I I would, you know, it, it's something comforting and unsettling at the same time to have a robot call you fleshlings. <laughs> Greetings, fleshlings. I also I do like the, I do like that you brought back like the, the writing tick of the Living Brain videos were click. I did like that they brought back that little touch. It's it's something yes. that could have easily just been avoided, but they brought it in. Yeah. Yeah. So Peter, Peter kind of goes a little crazy because let's face it, Peter is Spider Man. No, he wasn't. Okay, I don't say I don't think he was like going crazy. He was actually enjoying himself for once and having a good time. He yeah. was just on on a uh, on on a one to ten scale of hypeness. He was at a nine and a half. <laughs> yeah. So it finally comes down to the, the the history. You know, it's a history in the making moment where it's like, dare he risk everything on a sudden, uh, sudden death, double or nothing elimination round. So, you know, he's like, the destruction of this fleshy one will bring me joy. <laughs> like that, that line was really good. So 
the final I, question. Who, I, I just... I love I love the answer's I reply where he goes it. like adorable to like where the living yeah. brain knockoff goes the destruction of this flesh you want to bring me joy and answer just goes adorable. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will, that's that's literally out of this whole set. That's like my favorite part out of all of this. Just that whole trivia night because that is peak. Um, because I I am a millennial, therefore yeah. I like I like to think about people's zodiacs and it's just this is such peak like true peter being happy yeah because he knows he can win and be the smartest in the room so he's got to do it but it's also like peak libra as as a fellow libra um and you guys have seen me basically be at this hype level very recently uh so you know (laughs) Last well, night, yeah. uh, I, I do so, like. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I feel this. It's, yeah, no, it, I feel it, this. Peter, Peter this really is yeah, he really is feeling himself. We get I, I, love, I love, I love his smug face after, like, he, um, he's answering the question. Like his smug <laughs> face on that second, on that right. panel in between the answer yeah. and living brain. I love yeah. it. I love it. Also, yeah. though, like his his villain name is the liar. Yeah, Thank and, you, and I noticed, I noticed in my written review. I wrote a review a while back of this issue that Peter's clothing is purple and green, which are the villain colors. Yes. Oh, it was totally done on purpose. It was. It's cute. It's oh, a cute yeah. little nod to to that old old way. Um, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. No, I, I, really, uh, I, I enjoyed when he, you know, when they like basically he's like uh, Corona Motors. You know, they need the yeah. endorsement because, like, I mean, this is where like continuity like if you understand what he's saying mm-hmm. it's like okay yeah i mean he would know this you can and also like and also they just show that sorry well they show the answers but like they say they have the answers but there's enough revealed that like you can piece together what the question was and i do kind of appreciate that like you could yeah. just said like oh random answer like oh i fought the rhino once but they got really specific with like professor vasquez with the irk scene papers and the yeah. one time he fought will of the wisp yeah like that. yeah like yeah. Will dexter bennett fire lord like makes you you know <laughs> i also like the fact that when Boomerang's in the in the in the in the bathroom taking a leak, get to making a phone call with with uh, Fisk, with, 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 with Peter's Park. phone, with Peter <laughs> for a good time. Call Boomerang. <laughs> call Boomerang. For a good time. I don't know. That's a that's a nice artistic touch. Uh, yeah. I don't- it also earlier earlier in the issue when like it's like that splash panel of like the bar with no name when they first go in. There's a mm-hmm. there's a dartboard in the back and Daredevil's. Yeah. Like portrait shot is on yeah. it. <laughs> They're throwing yeah. darts at it. Like yeah. I, to me, this is this is where like when I first read this issue, I enjoyed this issue so much because of the fact like this is where I I went. Hey, Spencer really knows what he's talking about. He really did his research here, and he really th- this yeah. this is this is a time and effort and dedication, and it's something that at the time, like in 2018, we hadn't felt to me. Like I hadn't felt it in a Spider-Man comic in years. Or you so hadn't had fun. It was things yeah. that were always oddly specific with 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 slot. Like every time Marla Jameson shows up, you're like, "Did you know I invented Spider Slayers?" Like <laughs> it's 
Well, it, it, it went from like having someone push it over your head and essentially mansplain it to you versus, yep. hey, here's this fun way. And it's like, if you knew it, you're, you're in on the joke. And if you didn't know it, now you have a chance to learn that without it being almost done as like, oh, I'm smarter than you kind of way. Like it's done in, like Neil said, it's a fun way. Yeah. So like if this, you're a newer this, reader, it's just it's funny and it's fun. But yeah. this, this this felt like some, this felt like an issue that could have come straight out of Superior Foes. Like it, yeah. Spencer's always been a master of like using comedy as sort of a continuity delivery system, mm -hmm. and this was like peak Superior Foes comedy. Yeah, and this was this was like when I was first like heard that Spencer was going to be on the show, like on the on the show, <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, what maybe one day? Look, we're manifesting it into into the the we're ether. Into yeah, exactly. Okay, buddy, you gotta go away. Go away. Puppy, bye, puppy. Send <laughs> into my house. We'll have drinks. <laughs> You're fine. Anyway, that's, that's staying in. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if one talks to me. Like this, these my pups. So. Yeah. Look, Waylon, Waylon also has an opinion about this episode. He would like exactly. to speak it. Yeah, and I'm about to go get her, his mother and be like, hey, I can't record and have him talking it to me at the same time. I mean, <laughs> we, we just, we don't know the language of the doggo. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> you might want to mute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Look, he... He has a very strong opinion about this issue, guys. Yeah. We should we should let the dog have a Yeah. Voice. Yeah. I know. Look, I I'm ha hashtag I hashtag let Waylon speak. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, Sorry. we we No, no, this is this is a really good discussion. Like Peter actually wins the trivia. Fisk like slams his fist on the ground like '90s cartoon Spider-Man cartoon style and was like, "He said what?" <laughs> and so basically, he ah. didn't out that uh, you know, Boomerang and Peter are going to be attacked. So that uh, you know, at, at the end of the at the end back of the issue, you know, the next issue box says, "Many thanks to Steve Lieber on pencils and Rochelle Rosenberg on colors for the front superiors." Bose reunion maybe continues in the next issue. So like it's that tease. So the, yes. like this is this was like the love letter to, to Superior Foes. It felt like a coda to be honest. Yeah. Because yeah. like because like the the original book ended with a somewhat kind of open note. I don't remember if it like if if it finished during Superior or if it finished like during Amazing, like the relaunch. Yeah. But um, like it was implied that Peter knocked out Boomerang at the end, like it's the Sopranos ending, mm -hmm. and um, it, it felt very open ended. I think that was by design as a, as a joke, but like this felt more like an official coda. Like you know, it, it's like the High School Musical where are they now reunions. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's like it's it's a fun it's a fun coda, and it was also being done during the time that I think a lot of series that had ended were getting basically getting some kind of resolution which as a marvel fan is a nice feeling it's very like, rare yeah it's very rare so like 2000 
18 was definitely like the year of the resolution. So yeah, very I, much. like it was very much a, everything that was open mm-hmm. was suddenly closed in that year. Exactly. And, and really you can tell that like all the long time runs that had started during 2018 yeah. that had been going on through 2018 like once Sobolski came in, he's like, okay, we need to start wrapping some things up. We need to make a, a big push to really put some some juice back into the publishing. And so it's one of those things that I, you're right, Superior Foes was such a highlight of the Superior era that I really, really enjoyed it. So we're going to jump into, I, I thought I'd go ahead and do like a recap of, of uh, Trivial Pursuit Part 2. Um, just because, and then we can kind of give our overall thoughts. So it opens with the kangaroo spot eight, eight ball, which may or may not, may not be crazy. Eight's dad, brothers Grimm. <laughs> all uh, we need a Mari episode of that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all all like about to attack Peter and, and, and Fred because obviously there's been a hit after a brief re- recap. And uh, Ramos's signature sketchy style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter is basically like, I don't find you endearing. So uh, Fred then tells him he's got, he better cover his ears because you're about to find me endearing because Sonic Boomerang, they fight their way out the bar. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Fisk is just dying laughing. Like he's getting the life of his life. He's he, yeah. he, thinking it's great. And then he's like, now I gotta go kiss some babies. <laughs> well, because I like that because it shows kind of just Fisk is like he has he's got like a double sided coin. Like you know he's, yeah. it, it's, it, it's kind of it, he's kind of like your archetypal corrupt politician because you know he's a kingpin. But there's also kind of a comedic side to that sort of archetype that Spencer's playing with there. So, <laughs> you know. Basically, Peter's like, man, I'm fighting an arm with, with an arm tied behind my back because I don't want to reveal my secret identity. Scorcher then tries to fire uh, a fist of flame, 90 style, at Peter Parker, but Fred jumps in his way and, and takes takes the hit. Wow! So um, again, like, he he is the Kramer of their group. <laughs> Jerry, no loyal loyal till the end. <laughs> So, regardless, of being, <laughs> regardless of being morally ambiguous. Is Randy the George? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Robertson Robertson J JPEG. You guys are seriously <laughs> thinking of doing this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so we have the liar commanding that they stop. You know. Smart. Yes. The only one that doesn't believe him is White Rabbit. She's like, oh, F this. He's bluffing. And she's about to shoot him. And right as she's about to shoot him, then Fred throws a bomberang and <laughs> explodes half the bar. And I think it's implied to just torch the whole place. Yeah. yeah. So Pete and Fred have this heart to heart. And they're trying to, you know, uh, He's trying to get. He's trying to understand Fred a little bit better. He talks about how he, he hightailed it to the old hideout with his old gang. We then cut back to a to the to another page with uh, Steve with the Steve Lieber artwork, and 
then it's revealed that there's a terminal error assumption uh, system malfunction and Tinkerer, um, you know, he's back to his old, he's been back to his old tricks since uh, Spec Spidey 307. Basically, he's like, they can't sing? So, like, he gets faulty issues. issues. <laughs> he has issues with, with, like, LMDs being faulty. And even, like, like, there's one point where, like, Fred, like, sits there and has this really, really sad moment where he's yeah. crying on the shoulder of not speed or, or automatron speed demon, Look. to which he actually revealed that he was in fact cheating. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a, it's like it's, it's an eight page. It's, a, it's, okay. it's an eight. It's an it's an eight panel like gutter like a standard like rectangle layout, and mm-hmm. I think it's just like the way Lieber composes that panel, like it like the slow head movements, and then just looking over yeah. and disgust, and then throwing away the cards. <laughs> Genius, like. Not yeah. the, the the verbal punchline is genius, but it's the motion that, the motion that goes into those panels that makes it even the, better. The way that that Spencer like scripts the panels to where it lets their the artist really emote. This is the second straight trade paperback that we've had that scene type of scene because you look at what the scene we were talking about last episode with uh, with Peter talking to Mary Jane. Um, as far as I know, he lets the artist kind of just like he lets the artists kind of do what they want like i i remember he was talking about the fight scene in asm uh yeah, 12 he, he lets that. he lets otley just do whatever he really yeah. he wants and he yeah. kind of writes around it yeah yeah so it's very much you know peter then basically tells him look sundays him and randy always go down to do some improv and like he basically invites fred um and like Fred goes, I was gonna rob a bank on Sunday, but I can move some stuff around. <laughs> like, it's it's funny, and you know Peter kind of has this floating the floating heads of guilt with Mary Jane, Aunt May. Aunt May without eyebrows is terrifying. I thought she was yeah. Quicksilver. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, God. That's my, that's it's Ramos. My yeah. yeah. Issue. So we then cut back to Kingpin, who is pissed because he wants Boomerang in custody immediately. And then yep. all of a sudden we hear that we see this, you know, that who is it be? Who could it be? Like Fisk starts freaking out. They like get the hell out of here. And so clearly the man called Ken that we would eventually be known as Kindred is standing before him and talking with Fisk. And we did have a little scene where he's, he, he sees Vanessa like, Kindred knows what Kingpin's after with, with Boomerang, but the reader doesn't know yet and won't know for a little while. And basically he's like, uh, you know, Kindred's like willing to allow Fisk to do his plan moving forward. And apparently in the past, there was a moment where Kingpin knelt before the, uh, the man called Kindred. And so that, that was a big deal. Like when this issue yeah. came out, Ki- Kingpin bowing was yeah. a huge thing. Well, because I mean, he doesn't bow to anyone. And it, it, honestly, even you know, going back to read it two years later, it still ha- holds that kind of like, oh wow, I didn't even. It's the one because you almost the, forget that yeah, that happened. Yeah, right. It's one of those things that. Like that's what I appreciated. Like us doing this, going through and reading it, 
basically kind of refreshing not only ourselves, but as we're starting to get to a sort of res re resolution, because in November there is going to be, looks like via covers, a direct confrontation between the two characters. So now we, by going back and reviewing these books the way we're doing it, it kind of lends it to where we're like, okay, we're reviewing these books as we go. And we're going to, it's like, we're, it's like, it's like a remedial course for the Spencer run. Uh -huh. Yeah. And we're it's retrospective just, midway. It, yeah. It, <laughs> okay. We're like, cause like, I remember reading the Kingpin scene, but I remember mainly the thing that I remembered the most when thinking back about it was that Kingpin just knelt. There, I, I kind of forgot the, the setup for that, which was, yes, there is a history there. There's something that happened mm -hmm. that we don't know about yet. This is the one big nugget that hasn't really revealed, revealed itself yet. And so I'm kind of curious as to what that's going to be. And yeah. But yeah, this was a big, big deal. So I'll go around the horn. Um, Adam, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on these two issues? And kind of you know, give me what you what you think about it. Um, well, for the most part, I liked it. It's, I mean, it, it's all little nitpick things. Like I remember when I first, when we first got six, and it was like, oh, Ramos is on it. I was like, oh man, like, I mean, I don't, I don't really dislike Ramos, but I was just kind of like tired of his stuff, you know, like. Because he was a big he was a big part of Slots Run, and I was like, if this is really going to be a fresh start, I feel like it might be a good idea to kind of move away from that. But I I do think that his art is pretty it's pretty good here. I like those you know sketchy flashback things that he does. I think those are actually pretty cool. Um. I like the trivia night thing. It when Peter's like, you know, just killing it at trivia. It reminded me of when, you know, a few years ago after Comic Con, me and my friends did a Marvel trivia thing, and it was just like, oh, these questions are are you know easy for the initiated. So it's like, oh, that I, I've been there. That, that's cool to see. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say. Like, it's just kind of. I think overall, I'd probably give this arc an A minus. Okay. Um. It's it's just very you know it's 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 good. It's a nice little you know it's light. It's airy. It's pretty funny. Uh. You know. Yeah. That. I, I think that's all I got really. Okay. Um. Neil, what's your thoughts? Um. I think. This is honestly one of my favorite arcs. If it if it had been a different artist, I would have given it um, as as probably my favorite. Ramos kind of brings it down a bit, but um, you know this this was right up my alley in terms of like you know obscure villains, trivia night, like in just the comedic payoff of that, and also even some you know light horror with Kindred and like again the Kingpin bowing was a is was and still kind of is a huge deal, um, and also the superior foes ending we'll call it um was fun it, this was just like a really fun arc after like the serious kind of character study of peter parker in the last in the last arc this was just 
pure unadulterated like it's like getting sugar right you're just like injecting pure sugar into your veins and um once once uh for, for context for viewer for listeners this is being recorded in august of 2020 uh once last remains ends and like that stuff has been resolved i kind of want to see I, i'm hoping that we get some kind of continuation of the superior foes stuff with like liber and rosenberg back on art that would be just awesome to see in a bit of a fun continuation bring back to the comedy that's all i got what's your grade Neil? um i'm gonna give this a flat a all right so grade a all right kelly what's your thoughts well i I mean, pretty much everything that's already been said and what I've already said through your your lovely recap. Oh, um, I I thoroughly enjoy these two issues. Uh, I think they're a lot of fun. It's I'll be honest, I haven't reread them since the since they first came out in 2018 until today, and so they were. It was refreshing to kind of go back to just a fun lighthearted story that does, you know, that is a coda to um, superior foes, but also like to me, that was the most fun that you've seen Peter in a long, long, long time. And then when you look back on it, it's like, holy crap. Like he's, he's just having fun. And I enjoy seeing Peter have fun. And I don't know, like, like I said earlier, I was like, maybe it's just because like, I I super associate him with my zodiac sign and I was just like he's hyper I like it's a hundred percent the way I would hand like handle a situation where I was like oh I can win this there's trivia about me like or trivia about something that I like super know he- heck yeah like I'm I'm the same way so just seeing that is a lot of fun um I enjoy I enjoy the way Spencer writes um I feel like if this was newer, like if I had just, like if this was back in 2018, I would have a lot more to say about how refreshing and fun and interesting it is. Um, but of course, you know, we've been, we've had him for a few years now and it's consistent. And so yeah. kind of going back to it, it's like, yeah, you know, this is, this is normal. This is the, the current normal for, for Spidey and it's great. But back then it it wasn't and so it was kind of the first time you were like oh yeah like you can have a funny issue and enjoy it and just enjoy the moment and enjoy the ride and it's great so i i loved it uh i give it a solid a between the two issues um there is room for improvement it's definitely not like the perfect the most perfect thing but it's fun and that's really my main thing about Reading a reading a comic book, it's got to be fun. It's got to be enjoyable. It was worth two ninety nine. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so I'm gonna go back to this view so that way everybody can see. I really, really enjoyed these two issues. Even though I am on record, I am not the biggest Ramos fan of his art style. <laughs> I enjoyed the kind of. This this type of issue can be put in any era of Spider-Man, and yeah. not too often. It's 
it was all about in the last several years, all about being fresh and new and boom and shiny, all and shiny. Yeah. Yeah. ADD and written like you know, like it was written by someone with ADD. As someone that has ADD, I, I can understand. I mean, if you've watched yeah. the last episode, you probably saw me being ADD addled with the <laughs> with the transitions and stuff. So I yeah. understand. <laughs> so coming into this, like I was like, all right, you know, we're kind of getting some Fred stuff. This needs to kind of be addressed early on. And I really enjoyed I enjoyed the Peter and MJ interaction where they're like you cut it's a smash cut. It's it's Peter and Mary Jane making out. It's like, okay, this is telling you that Peter and Mary Jane are together. And yeah. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Because I when I first read this, it was in with the guided view on, on digital. And I was like, all right, yeah. Uh, I loved Fred's reaction to the two of them, because like it, it, it was fun because, like MJ, would think he's fun. MJ, I, I don't know. I, can't, I don't know through con- the context of the conversation if she realizes that he is in fact supervillain. <laughs> but I mean, just the theater of the absurd. Only Peter Parker and in Peter Parker's world can you have a situation where a supervillain moves in with you and you're Spider-Man. Like that is the typical Parker one. So. Uh, I enjoyed the Kingpin stuff. I enjoyed him being. I, I, I enjoyed as a fan of the '90s show. I enjoy Kingpin being a force of nature, right. and even with this new status quo, he was a force of nature. So I really appreciate that as a reader, a longtime reader. I love the use of lame villains. I love the use of the bar with no. I liked how like White Rabbit is the only one smart enough to see through Peter's BS. <laughs> uh, you know, because like I have a certain like so so Gerard, good buddy of the of the show, host of Mayday Mondays, in his apartment he has a few Marvel Legends and he actually went and bought the White Rabbit Marvel Legend. Mm-hmm. Just because he goes I I have a he has an affinity for like female, lame, lame female villains. Like, he has a, a, a love affair with Delilah from the 90s, and, you know, because of the Demetrius run of the 90s, I think you, you kind of get a love affair with White Rabbit. Like, he has a lot of fun with that. So, as a, as a, you know, a humor writer with Spencer, this is really, really well done. I, I love the, the, the references. I love the fact that it just can this is not supposed to work. And just when you think it's about to, the Parker Lux strikes. And this <laughs> is what the Parker Lux all about. And, and I appreciate that it wasn't like spent, like back in the slot run, they would just go, oh, the Parker Luck ruins everything yeah. once again. But it felt like more, more like Peter genuinely was having fun. And then like just automatically, like it, by some cruel sense of irony, he, yeah. he was having fun and then just got taken away because Boomerang. Right. And it wasn't his fault. It was Boomerang's because Fred yeah. is an idiot and wouldn't get in line with Fisk. And so Boomerang ruined Peter's fun. Yeah. I mean, and cool. also technically ruined his phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> New phone. Who yeah. is? <laughs> so, um, that was a really good line. Like, like that's what that's what the Fred answered. Stolen phone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't usually like those, those hip and with it lines, but with Boomerang, yeah. it makes me. 
sense because yeah, he's that kind of schmuck who would do that. Yeah. Is he's Australian, so it'd be like stand on the phone, who's they say? Eh? Is he actually Australian? I think he just is played he? in the Australian yeah, I think league. So. Yeah. I, I I know he's been written as an Aussie before. Mm. So, Why would it be a sex thing? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Can I say well, actually? That I, I mean, I appreciate. Yeah, go ahead, I, Kelly. So I, I too am giving this a grade of an A. Um, so A's all around for this particular app, yeah. for this particular issue. Well done, Spencer. Uh, I do want to say. So uh, yeah, I think we've kind of exhausted that one. So we're gonna jump over to yeah. issue uh, 809. Mm-hmm. Uh, 808. This well, uh, Wait, no, eight, is it eight oh nine? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Alleg- <laughs> okay, so it. I think the issue is the fact that like legacy doesn't yeah. just like it's not an easy lineage into that new numbering. That right. it's yeah, really yeah. hard. Yeah. Thanks, previous writer. Yeah. Uh, like if he left, well, no, if he had left at eight hundred. Yeah. Right. Right. No, and that's like it. It bugs me so much, but well, at the same time, like to quote '80s Barbie, math is hard. But so Marvel's numbering system, like we get to the next—I I don't know if it's the next episode this month or the following. I think it's two for now. I think it's two episodes. So next episode is kind of a, like looks very similar to this one, and then we get to hunted, and then you get you know seventeen point, and then eventually we get the last remains is going to be like, uh, you know. LR. It's 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 fifty it's fifty to fifty five at least. Dot LR. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm like. Uh, well, it doesn't does, it doesn't count in. I suppose it doesn't count in like the legacy numbering because it's not like an official part of. It's the, it's the it's the point one stuff all over again, and it's something that's not yeah. fault, but it really is annoying. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're, we are. I have I have the cover up. It uh, is legacy number eight oh nine. Okay. Uh, Spencer and Ramos are back again. Heist. This is this arc is called Heist, and this is part one. We open with a big giant splash page of Peter Parker falling to his doom. No, oh, no, yeah, no. It'd be, it be like that sometimes. I mean, yeah. it, 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 <laughs> but, it'd but be. Then, yeah, then get your club music out and be like, get your Daft Punk out. Because we then cut to a uh, to a techno club. That's what I'm assuming it is, because you know reasons. We have a, a it's like a Batman Beyond. Being, <laughs> 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 I hope we don't crash. So basically, Sorry, <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh, basically, there's a business opportunity between two characters, and it's revealed that they are uh, that the female involved works for the Thieves Guild. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. So wait, we then cut back to Avengers Mansion, and uh, you know we have Mister McGill. He's an intern. Yeah. For Stark, yeah. being shown around, and uh, everybody's like, "You have to, you know, yeah." The dust accumulating on the gla- glass cases, the hall of costumes, and then all of a sudden, there's no costumes. Mm-hmm. We then cut to Schmorgesburg in a not socially distanced uh, 2018. Uh, where we have I think there's a, I think there's a portrait of Slot in here in this crowd. Oh yeah, there is. There's Dan Slot. I, I blocked that out of my memory. With, with the yeah, Fantastic Four, and I yeah. read it. I read it an hour before we were supposed to start. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Dan Slot. Like, ah. Dan Slot, who lives in New York. Never noticed that. If, if we ever have, if we ever have Gerard on one of these shows, like one of. <laughs> 
like this show, he'll have to tell his dance lot story. He has a dance lot story. Oh no! But <laughs> anyway, we then go to uh, we then kind of you zoom in on on MJ and Peter. Peter's like eating fruity pebbles, like with like this ice no, cream. it's it's it it's a milkshake, and it's an experience. Yeah. Well, well, I, <laughs> I I am not ready for that experience. It's I guess. it's a fancy. It's it's just it's a fancy thing that they found. I guess is it like are they actually at Coney Island or just I can't remember. It's the River State Park. It's in Brooklyn. Ah, yeah, it, it's it's an actual. I think this is an actual thing, not just like yes. something. No, that they this do. is where I wish yeah. I had Walter here because he could sit there and say yes because he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so we have this conversation where uh, it's Peter and Mary Jane kind of talking about you know uh, about that the fact that they're both you know not gainfully employed except that Stark is still giving her a severance package. Peter kind of I talks about yeah. Which yeah, which is a good thing. But Real here's... quick question: Did they? I know they didn't explain it in Slot's Iron Man run. Did they ever explain in this run why she got let go? I don't remember off the top of my head. They so I want sorry, sorry. Zach. Yeah, I think it's it's talked about a little bit. I think in the next yeah. issue. Yeah. Uh, but basically, I think she just you know she basically quit. She so, wasn't feeling it. Yeah. So Peter put, puts on his Spider-Man mask on. Uh, has this conversation with Tony, which I, again, this is one of those annoying things. Like, Peter, like Tony should know Peter Spider-Man. Like I don't, I don't understand this, especially considering that he sees MJ like right next to him. Right. Right. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's like yeah. kind of humorous, but it's like you know, it's nothing like that. She's my business manager. Like, come on, Peter, you couldn't think. <laughs> so we then cut to Stark Tower. You know, earlier. In the, that day, and apparently the armory is down. Inventory is down. I, real quick, before we move on, I do appreciate that like they took continuity from the other books. Like they they took Stark Unlimited Tower and not just like the one that you see in the movies. They could have yep. just easily done that, but they did the Stark Unlimited building from yeah. Slots Run. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I I, I do too. I, I I like that that you know Spencer is trying to use not only past continuity but current continuity, which is good. So we we get, then cut to your Fairfax, Virginia, where uh, Cap's fighting a bunch of a bunch of flag thugs. Uh, Nukes, new, they're new clones, aren't they, from Coach's yeah, Cap run? Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think so. It's actually a, a bit from Marvel continuity. Like Steve throws his shield, his mighty shield, because that's what Captain America does, and then all of a sudden his shield is missing. So yeah. we also cut to Thor fighting the Wrecking Crew because that's what Thor does. And Mjolnir <laughs> goes, wait, where did it go? Which one of you took my hammer? Yeah, this keeps happening to me. <laughs> Shane, where is it? Look, Thor misplaces his hammer all the time. Uh, well, I, again, I also, I also do appreciate that, like, Thor points out, oh, this isn't Mjolnir, because at this, at this yeah. point, yeah. Mjolnir still wasn't back at this point so i appreciate that like he's still using like just random hammers that were made yes. by dwarves yeah yeah so pete then uh squinty eyed says i'll move things around <laughs> <laughs> and i love that like mj's like so you're on a venture now and he's like nope i hope not because there's too many meetings kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like when you're part of the spidey radio network there's a lot of meetings there are um, so Pete then kind of walks off, but then she goes, don't you hate how he's always doing that? Something's never changed. Ah, sorry. 
It's a reaction I have. I'm sorry. Okay, right. relationship drama, guys. Look at that. Wow. So we then have, uh, you know, uh, uh, our, our our antagonist going, you know, it's been a long time since we've been gathered. It's the Thieves Cube. So is it Odessa Drake is her name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So Odessa Drake basically does this entire, like, there's this montage of various things getting it's stolen. The, it's, it's the manifesto. Including Peter Parker's web shears. But then, just as Peter Parker, so we, we're finally back to where we're at the beginning of the issue, just as Peter Parker, who has spider powers, who could easily, like, you know, avoid not dying. Uh-huh. <laughs> like grabbing a wall. <laughs> by, by grabbing a wall and sliding, uh, Black Cat shows up and saves his life. And then after she saves his life, he, she subsequently slices his face open. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, they luck. Some, they have some unfinished business, folks. Obviously. So, I, so, so, so going back... He I deserved did, like, it I, for some reason. The, the oh. scenes where like all the heroes are, are realizing all their stuff was getting stolen, I love that page where like Ghost Rider's yeah. like, "Where's the Where's my car?" And then like Punisher <laughs> goes into his Punisher goes into like his his armor, oh, yeah. and all yeah. his guns are gone. And he's like, "Oh, somebody's gonna pay." <laughs> <laughs> Was, I mean, all that was great. Like, that's I, did, I, I didn't like. The, I didn't like the Doctor Strange one because I wasn't really a big fan of him being in space at the time. But mm-hmm. again, very effective use of continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why does this keep happening to me? And I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe you so, start welding them onto your wrists. <laughs> yeah. So then, of course, we're so we've we've ended that issue, mm. and. Uh, come on. Sorry. Is there a dog? No, no internet issues because it, it's just computer issues. All right, so we got uh, ASM number nine, aka ASM 810. We got Black Cat and Peter Parker fighting on the cover. I really so, do like this cover, it, 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 is, it is a dynamic cover. So anatomy, is, anatomy, is a li- anatomy is a little weird, but I do dig it. Like as yeah. a like, choreography, it's, it's it's very cartoony, like cartoony, but it it to me it works. I I don't know. Very I, yeah, exactly. Like it's, I really like the cover. I don't know. It's just it's a good cover. It is, it is a good cover. So, uh, heist part two, same creative team. We open with a bunch of hand rejects that are trying to act like they're the hand, but they're really not. Uh, <laughs> People lost, for some people, they lost their family car. For others, it's, you know, they lost their arrows. Squirrel Girl lost some, like, one of her squirrels. No, we yeah. lost Tippy Toe. The, the best squirrel. squirrel. The, the oh, squirrel. The yeah. squirrel. So, we then, like get, a scroll. A, we then get a recap, a brief recap all, of all the Squirrel Girl's squirrels are scrolls. Yeah. That's how she can say talk that, to them. Say that yeah. 10 times <laughs> fast, guys. Squirrels, scrolls, or scrolls. Squirrels, scrolls, or scrolls. Fuck. So, so anyway, we then cut back to Black Cat. There's a brief like montage of what's been going on with Black Cat throughout history, including her infamous Queenpin era, which she's reformed. And ah, so, they're eating each other's faces. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Eating. <laughs> yeah, the way that. Oh, a face eating contest. Start around the edges. If you go in the middle, it'll get messy. Oh god! <laughs> so, so we then cut to like basically they're having a conversation, 
And apparently, when Peter was separated from Spider-Man in the previous arc, yes. she, he showed up at her, at her house for some attempted hijinks. So, basically, Peter convinces Cat that, or Cat convinces well, Peter it, that, hey, maybe we should team up. Hey, baby, I'm all spider now. Oh, man. <laughs> we then cut to uh, reconnecting with an old friend, a.k.a. Carly Cooper. A.K.A. the letter, the letter grade, the Sorry. letter grade bringer downer. I okay. As much as I'm having this automatic reaction to her, especially during this, I will not allow her to letter grade it down for me. I will be fair. So we have this scene with with MJ and Carly Cooper. Uh, basically, Carly kind of gives her suggestion of, "Hey, there's something called the lookups. They have meanings." For people just like her and MJ, and so MJ really, you know, is kind of kind of hesitant to do it, but she she's like, all right, she'll think about it. We then get a brief scene of, of Felicia and uh, her father being shown the entrance to the hideout of the Thieves Guild. You know, some exposition from Cat kind of explains what it is, and uh, we then get uh, uh, Odessa Drake, aka the Vilmas from last issue, and so. Cat um, basically says, "You want to go get your stuff back? I'll get your stuff back." So we then cut to St. Joseph's Church. MJ very hesitant, but uh, then we get to see MJ interact with Jarvis. This is the first time this has happened since the uh, the JMS uh, New Avengers era. Ten years. Yeah, ten mm-hmm. years since the last interaction. We get, hey. Then we get some pixelated faces because we don't we don't know who they are. Uh, Star Tech basically ensures the anonymity, plus a, a vapor that kind of uh, leaves one with only a vague remembrance of specific Okay, uh, but what is Stark getting out of all of this? I have a question. Like, uh, none, none of his uh, kids coming back to haunt him. It's one of those things I feel like it's more there's a guilt than that, that, that Tony's had and I'm maybe reading way too much into it but I kind of feel like that's the only thing that Tony's getting plus I well, only uh, would do anything for Jarvis let's face true. it that is true if Jarvis asks you know something that's semi-reasonable like Tony's going to do it okay so. but also like Tony owes a lot to Jarvis so it's not just like out of care like Jarvis is also Pepper's owed. there like he is owed this, but I mean, my I, I just I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I just don't trust billionaires. But um, <laughs> you, you I just feel sister. like I feel like there's something. You don't trust billionaires. <laughs> I feel like there's just there's like there's a story there. There could be a story <laughs> within all, this. All his, all his friends just went. Dude, you gotta give me the. You gotta give my friends some therapy. This shit's not good for them. Yeah, like, like we're going. Through, we've gone through way too much crap since you know the last fifteen years. We're publishing time. We need yeah. to have therapy. I mean, I do love. Yeah, therapy. I mean, fair. There. Yeah. Uh, Willie Lumpkin's there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gonky, aka Ned, if you're watching MC Two films. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't. Wait, know. did you just say MC Two? Instead of MCU. MCU. 
Wow. What I, a I know. I know. Tonight, we're just trying to wish everything into existence, but that is another yeah, conversation right. for another time. Man, <laughs> all night long. So MJ is very. <laughs> we then cut back to uh, to you know Black Cat and Peter kind of going through, and they finally get to the catacomb that has all this fun stuff. So like, looks like there's the Fantastic Car. There's Ghost Rider's car, there's the Hall of Armors, there's Thor's hammer, Captain America's shield. I guess, I think there's like Black Widow's gauntlets, plus like the Nova Iron, helmet. Iron Fist's yeah. mask? Yeah, that was in there. It's like they couldn't, yep. I guess they had to steal something. <laughs> Look, what, what are you stealing from, from Danny Rand? Like, uh, you can steal yeah. his money? His money. Or his yeah. mask. You can, you, can, you can steal his arm. Just rip yeah. it right off and be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if about it, that. If it wasn't they, apparently, apparently, they, they would just rip off his arm and then it'd be a cybernetic like enhancement. They uh, apparently stole uh, Wolverine's claws. We can, make him, we can make him better. We have the technology. <laughs> at least with... Uh, with the Netflix squirrel, didn't. At Sorry. least with Squirrel Girl's little <laughs> pet squirrel, uh, they, they decided to put it in like a... A, a, a dog, dog cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so Peter decides that he's going to put on Nova's helmet for reasons, and uh, the reason it, is it's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, God, Peter, I don't understand you. Sometimes. I love how Peter just like puts on. I love how Peter just puts on Nova's helmet like. He's like, why not? He's just like, I, why not? Okay. Also, here's my thing: is that I feel like it's just if you go. P- Peter is me in these entire issues <laughs> on like. You see a thing and you're just gonna do it, and it's just mm-hmm. not. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not wrong. So, like, anyway, so just to wrap this one up, like, there's a brief argument between between Cat and Peter, and then Odessa Drake shows up and she's like, "Welcome home." To be continued. Uh, next game, apparently, the cover was in fact stolen. So um, I did like that note. That little yeah bit. Yeah, it was it was cute. I something, something, something I did, I did, I just realized. Why does it matter if t- I, I get like Tony has a complex about other people taking his stuff, but like he can just build more armors. Thor can just get more hammers. Yeah, no, it's so. not wrong. It's not wrong at all. So uh, we get we cut then to issue ten, legacy, legacy number eight eleven. This is the last issue of this episode. So um, and then we'll kind of give our thoughts on the overall arc. So apparently the cover was stolen. Which I, I actually really like this cover. I think it's yeah. really yeah, fun. This, this felt like editorial just coming together and saying, "Hey, let's have some fun." Let's yeah, yeah. This. yeah. And Which, so it was refreshing I, for the time, and it's yeah. refreshing now. Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a cover that you don't it's something you don't see every day, and it fits the tone of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, obviously, we pick up directly where we left off last particular issue, and. Uh, same exact creative team of of Spencer and Ramos. Uh, I think the anchor though is different with the Bedini. Uh, oh no, Bedini's the other penciler. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. We didn't pick up right where we left off. We picked up. We picked up right during the uh, the meeting with Mary Jane. She's you know she's she's the guest and she's her head's pixelated and they're sitting there talking and and um, She's, you know, just sitting there kind of observing everything, but then she kind of starts speaking up. We did cut back to uh, where we picked up le- where we picked up and left off last issue. Mm-hmm. And so 
basically, you know, Cat is not happy. She's like, look, you guys stole stuff that's like that people need. Like this could save lives. This is not, you know, this is not jewelry. This is not things. You know, it's not. It, it, these are things that actually help and protect people. Cutting back to Mary Jane, she's talking about you know her past history of worrying about Peter, worrying that her life was in danger. We even get a little reference to ASM three hundred, and then we get a little cut to a, a not oddly drawn panel from issue number one of this run. It's a little and, awkward, if you ask me. What's that? It was a little awkward. Like they tried to like recreate it like perfectly. Yeah. But it kind of looks awkward because the original the original page is like as impactful as it was. It was kind of a little awkwardly framed. Yeah. So, so them trying to recreate them trying to recreate it like detail for I, detail is kind of weird. I, I do like mm-hmm. I do like how they they frame Mary Jane's head in that la- in the last panel of that page where it's she's in the bottom left yeah. corner and she's kind of looking up at the at the memory and I just like that that little visual cue. Oh, yeah. So uh, cut back to. Uh, Big punchy punchy run run between Peter and, and the not hand, aka the Assassin's Guild. Yeah. So this is back and forth. Mary Jane continues to talk about how you know she she lost her job over some complicated issues. Mm-hmm. Basically, she got crossways with Stark, <laughs> and you know she's like she's wondering out loud. This is something that Mary Jane's wondered. Of past where she, maybe she should be with somebody like him that's like a costume adventure. We then go to a few minutes later where it's it's Jarvis and Mary Jane and, and Jarvis basically tells Mary Jane that she is in fact indispensable. So yes. uh, also also random fact as you were saying that I just realized I was like Jarvis is kindred. <laughs> oh no. Figured out the mystery. Anyway, oh, go on. No. Anyway. Right. So, <laughs> continuing with the fight. Medusa oh, no. uh, Drake's like, you would be so heartbroken. Your father would be so heartbroken. So <laughs> Peter like starts grabbing random crap. Like tries to put on Iron Man's helmet, tries the eye of Agamotto. You know, uh, using uh, using the freeze all, I feel all, this energy. All of this is yeah. I I yeah, all of this is accurate. The energy. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, there's something that, that Peter sees in this mound of stuff. Uh, we then cut back to Reed Richards and Tony Stark with like all the. This heroes. is my favorite part of the issue. Just <laughs> all, yeah. the, all the heroes going. You know, we all we all uh, we all lost something today, and then Ms. Marvel's like, "So they took my bag because they really can't take my powers." So. <laughs> Uh, they took my phone and it just pinged. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's there that panel of like Reed and Tony just like I, looking away in like absolute shame. Yeah. yeah. Look, look. Yeah. I have a story that I will say during my thoughts that are very similar to Miss Marvel's, and <laughs> it's a lovely Dragon Con story that I think people need since there is no Dragon Con this year. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that is a legit like. That is life-saving. And the fact they didn't think of that is just sad. Those boomers, <laughs> man. <laughs> so Those basically, um, thanks to shenanigans, uh, Sorry. 
basically, I love Peter's line. He's like, you might want to tell me your D&D campaign. He sings about a, ma- a million angry superheroes about to show up. And she's like, yeah. oh, Spider-Man, I can't believe you would put a- a- think of a bluff like that would work. Rolling her eyes, she's like, thieves killed vanish. And so apparently they still got what they wanted. Um, basically, there was a bunch of thieves that were like depositing money, but they had robbed a bank. I mean, so needless to say, big giant explosion happens. Half the Marvel Universe shows up. And uh, Peter's like, this isn't what it looks like. <laughs> and neither is this. And neither is this. So... Uh, then we cut back to a few minutes later. It's on the rooftop, and they're and they're talking. And so Cat's like, "I'm seeing someone," and Peter's like, "Awesome, me too." Because like Peter's super awkward, and like they're really this heart to heart is very important because she literally goes, "I don't remember you. I don't remember who you are under that mask." And and Cat justifiably so says, "I'm not just." everybody we were together dude like i can't even remember what your face looks like what your name is yeah. like it's a part of me that's been ripped away so in a really great panel where peter kind of looks off and looks at looks at black cat and she's kind of looking down forlornly excellent shading up on ramos's part by the way of that yeah. panel yeah. the lighting is the lighting is amazing yeah, yeah. yeah the lighting is really yeah. well done and, she, and so finally he goes hey felicia my name is pete and so Felicia just has these tears in her eyes because because she, in fact, remembers who Peter Parker is. Yeah. So Comfy the, hug. It's to me, it 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 helps end a lot of pain with Felicia that we had yeah, felt yeah. throughout slots, run, like throughout especially, slots especially during like the dark rain, brand new day era where Peter was yeah. like kind of i don't want to say simping after her but <laughs> oh god yeah the, the yeah. whole we'll, we'll get to that in a second but yeah yeah, yeah. we didn't come back to peter mary jane there peter's back at, at uh, his apartment at, yeah and you know he's he's like look i told you know i told him i told felicia who i am and she's like i'm not jealous i know i'm indispensable we then cut to a graveyard with <laughs> With like it looks like it's like in the bayou, kind of, because <laughs> like it looks like that's on stilts, and so oh. within get like her, her, she doesn't deserve this mirror, magic uh. mirror. Yeah, for their yeah. Mirror, <laughs> kindred, and he's pissed, and you know he's like, it'll just be me and you to be continued in the next trade paperback because <laughs> that's how we're doing this review show. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so that I will, is, sorry. That is, that's our. That's the end of our issue. Uh, yep. What is? I, I, I can't believe I left the great thing out there. My bad. Uh, uh, so all right. So we're gonna talk. Let's talk eight oh nine through eight ten and eight eleven. Uh, I will start with Kelly because I ended with Kelly last time. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and just say my grade for these three like for this little story arc, it's, it's a B and I'm knocking a letter grade down mostly because it's really not a complete Spider-Man story. 
Um, but I like the Spider-Man elements in it. And I like the fact that it, it is a good, uh, you know, the fact that we have that B story with therapy. It's a great therapy session for not just MJ's character, but Felicia's character after the events that they had had to kind of go through for a decade. It kind of helps bring them to a clean slate for Spencer's run. And I, I thank him for that. Uh, looking back on it now, I'm just kind of like, I, there's so much with MJ that I just, I don't, like, I don't fully like, and I don't fully like, like, I prefer the way Felicia got handled because it, it started with her being angry, which we all were making fun of at the time, to her actually getting what she needed. And it even kind of helped bridge that gap of like, you know, when everyone was like, oh my God, why did she go crazy? There's literally parts of her past and her personality like that help mold her and make her who she is. It's gone. And I think that would make anybody go crazy. So the fact that we get that resolution is really great. Um, I just, it's not fully a Spider-Man story, I guess. Like it's definitely an Avenger story. And it's not even, it's not even the best Avenger story. It's almost like the B story took more precedence in yeah. in Spencer's writing than the main story. And it it does it kind of does tip your hat like it tips his hat to what he winds up doing like right now with Kindred, where there's so many misdirections yeah. uh, and sides like random side stories we know that are eventually going to come together but you're almost confused on what, what the main story is supposed to be. Um, and then just, just to end my, my discussion on this, uh, are you trying to say that Kindred went to Mardi Gras? Is that, is, was he in New Orleans? Like, was he having some fun? Like party, 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 party right that, there. I would have way too much fun with that because I grew up going to New Orleans. Um, so I, I can sit there and, and, uh, I mean, he could. He could honestly. Kindred just could be from Florida. He could be, like, definitely. So, like, I, I. Don't... Uh, he looks like it. He looks like Florida man. Kindred, <laughs> Kindred is Florida man. You're also in Florida. Man. <laughs> God, okay, yeah, that'll work. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. No, I. I mean, Carly was just in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's again. <laughs> Going back and rereading these issues, like there's people that, that there's several theories that are going around about Kendrick. Like, is he is he is he Harley Cooper? Is he, you know, all these things? Is it if he this whole time? We don't know. Yeah. Well, I I will admit I think like like Carly coming back in this felt awkward, and she was definitely shoehorned in to get into the therapy sessions. And then I I will say that people that are like going back and rereading all of Spencer's run and trying to connect things uh they do have a good point that this this does kind of drop off for a while and we don't really get yeah. any kind of resolution or any kind of like further discussion and it helps bring in a new slate so it, it could this could be a precursor to what kindred is for peter in you know healing brand like healing brand new day but the thing is is that i don't necessarily feel like that's the case i think that this is this is honestly probably the first misdirection for kindred in yeah. that situation and 
let's be fair. Everyone is going apps. I, I, I feel like everyone's going insane. Everyone is literally ancient aliens guy trying to find a thread right now versus like the best part of this is just like, let's just be along for the ride because right. you're, not, you're going to, I know this in my bones. You, you're going to be disappointed. going to be disappointed. <laughs> disappointed when you find out who it is you're gonna be disappointed but the thing is that will the story be good and satisfying probably so just enjoy the ride we'll find it we'll find out who kindred is when we find out I, I, uh yeah it, it's just yeah. It's such a crazy the whole thing has become so crazy and it's so funny that like going going back to reread these two years ago i would have never realized we'd be where we are now Overanalyzing issues like this to figure out who Kindred is. It's yeah, it's no, crazy. I, I don't and I don't disagree at all. Uh, it's one of those things where Kindred, like who is Kindred, is like really. We have a whole section of our Discord that's solely devoted to who is Kindred. So, mm-hmm. uh, with that, you said you gave it a B. A B, yeah, and the reason, okay. literally. Literally, I would give it the story an A because it's fun. It's it like I said, it, it gives you closure on things that you you know slot kind of didn't close, um, and kind of it helps heal some wounds with Brand New Day, and it's it's a good overarching thing. However, it is just not to me a Spider-Man story. It is a Marvel Universe story. It is an Avenger story. It is the most. Big time era story of Spencer's run. Yeah, it, it's in in some yeah. ways that's a good thing. I'd argue, but no, and, yeah. and well, for this, it is a good thing. Like, because the thing is, is this isn't the closures and everything that's being the healing that is happening for other characters is not for Peter, and that is a good thing because one of the major things to me about like what makes Spider-Man so unique is his world and the world building that happens, you know, within Spider-Man, his side characters matter just as much as he does. And so it's good that they're getting these, they, you know, like characters like Felicia are getting these heal, like these moments to heal and to have a chapter close so they can actually grow and move on. Um, And that's, that's a good thing. This this isn't a story of, yeah, it's just this isn't Peter's story, and that's fine. But it's more it to me. It just it less it because of the fact that he's such a side character in his own book. It takes me out of it a little bit. Um, I will say that like I enjoy Miss Marvel a lot on, <laughs> in this because she is the, the most level. <laughs> The most level-headed of all of them in this entire situation of oh hey they took my phone I could there's 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 an app for that Um, because that like at Dragon Con I I left I like put my phone down saw friends ran over to them came back phone is missing Um, which turns out it was someone saw my phone when I ran off and went oh someone lost their phone. I'll turn it into lost and found. 
but then they got lost trying to find lost and found while well, I had to find my iPhone. So we were convinced someone stole it. Uh, I went to a friend's room to use their laptop to do it. And they were having a party and I wound up with a drunk caravan. So quite, quite not unlike what happened in this comic book um, of a bunch of, <laughs> A big giant group went to go find lost, lost shit, um, and we did, and it was great. Uh, there was this random girl I don't know her name. When I got my phone, she started twerking. It was, I mean, yeah. Okay, all it's right. Dragon Con. Dragon Con, guys. All right, Neil. Um, so I gave it a B plus. Yeah, kind of in the middle between Adam and Kelly. Uh, Adam hasn't given his grade yet, but it says an A in the chat, so... Um, <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I'm, I'm going off... Spoilers! Of... Oh, no. We're ruined. It's fine. I think plot-wise, it's the one that kind of strains your patience the most, and it's still an engaging read, but, you know, like, compared to, like, Back to Basics or Trivia Night, where, like, you're just completely engaged this one kind of felt like it took me out for a bit like where it felt like i was spending too much time on recapping yeah and then you got and then you got like carly coming back in and i'm not one of those people who's gonna like take a letter grade off just because of her presence i think yeah. that's somewhat reductionist if they use her effectively that yeah. said that she she felt more like a plot device in this issue it, yeah rather than a, later yeah um I think I think the best way to put it is like it, the character beats are on point. Um, P- Peter and Felicia felt like a very good return to form with their dynamic because up until now we'd only had like one issue where they interacted and one where he contemplated interacting with her. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to feel about the MJ bit, but I do like the idea that she's like she's being she's reassuring herself rather than like mm-hmm. Peter having to do like a big grand gesture or like one of the uh lookups uh like reassuring her but she reassures herself yeah. i like that idea of it, it's like a sort of subtextual self-confidence bit it's, and i appreciated that to me to me it's almost like because i have some issues in the beginning of spencer's run with the characterization of mj and I think the thing is, is he was trying to figure out how to take Slots MJ and bring mm-hmm. her back to being MJ. And this is one of those issues that really helps with that because it kind of is like she always had that self-confidence and it's very clear that it was lost during Brand New Day. And now it's back. Yeah, and, in- and, and, right, and this is where it feels like she regained like her character i guess like you said the the first couple of issues she's more there to like reassure the reader hey we're bringing back the things you like here's m here's mj they're making out but she doesn't really do do a whole lot in the arc i don't want to say she's eye candy for that first arc but she doesn't really have a whole like big presence yeah but but this is where they took sorry i was just it was just even her lines in that is just very to me it's it's not MJ and it it almost feels shaky because she she kind of feels like girlfriend number one. Yeah, I was gonna kinda say kinda she kind of feels like she kind of feels like she, she reads sort of like um your average comic book love interest. Yeah, in that first arc, which is yeah. fine, I guess, but it's not really like 
what I would want to see long term for MJ, but like as a stepping stone yeah. to this arc, mm-hmm. it works much better in context. Exactly. And then you get to this and then you get to this arc where everything kind of falls together and MJ kind of has her we'll call it quarter life crisis. <laughs> um quarter life crisis uh for the fifth time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz I it. Peter Peter has a quarter life crisis every five years. Yeah. He has no, he has one every ten minutes. When you're stuck, when you're stuck at twenty eight for thirty years, I think think that yeah. that's fair, man. Like like one yeah. day, she and Carly just go out for coffee, and Carly's like, "So what's on your mind?" And MJ just grabs her by the collar. I've been twenty eight <laughs> for the past fifteen years. Help me, woman. <laughs> I need purpose. Yeah. Right. I, th- I thought that I thought plot wise it was a little hard to follow. Like Kelly said, um, it felt more like an Avengers. Like if this is like a one shot where like the Avengers working together and Peter just kind of happened to save the day by accident <laughs> by activating Miss Marvel's phone. I think that would have been a much better. But like you know, yeah. as far as character beats go, I still enjoyed it. I it, I give it a B plus for a reason. Uh, Ramos knocks it down a couple points, but I liked Michelle Bandini. I. I pointed this out when I did my last audio review of ASM of this arc that like mm-hmm. using two different artists to switch between perspectives was a nice choice, even yeah. though it kind of smells, even though it smells kind of lazy on the surface, it, it works on a perspective level. It and does. I respect that as an artist. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the art direction for the issue. No, I, I do too. I, I think it's one of those better parts of, of the issue. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute when I when I give my thoughts. But uh, all right, so it's already great. Great B plus. <laughs> great is in fact an A. An A. An A. Yeah, I, I gave an A. Uh, I I don't know. I, I just enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun reading it. Um, I like the all the Avengers members, you know, reactions to losing their stuff. I like Peter and MJ on a date. I want to see more of that. Um, Sorry. Um, I think Ramos's art was better here. Yeah, I, don't I like, especially like when he's talking to Felicia at the end. I think that's that's like that's like peak Ramos. I think. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Um. Yeah, I like I like all the character stuff. Hi, puppy. Carly doesn't really bother me because I don't care about her that much. I mean, I, I can see how she's basically like a plot device to get Mary Jane into you know group therapy, but I mean, it, it's it, it doesn't really bother me that much. I think it. Uh, Alcoholics it, Anonymous. It, it read it, it it just it just all read pretty well to me. I just yeah I just enjoyed it. In uh, in ways that I that I maybe had like some problems with actually the the trivia night stuff like something about this was it hit a little different and I I do like that you know for some reason you know the Avengers turned to Spider Man to solve this problem for them mm. which is like all right <laughs> well you know more thieves than anybody else so let's you know yeah. let's, we'll settle the problem yeah. so uh, just to just a kind of go off of what was already been said i i give this a b plus um ramos's art is pretty inconsistent throughout this entire arc but i enjoyed it for what it was um this doesn't feel like i i, I talked about how it kind of felt like deadline ramos sometimes 
Like a little bit last issue where if it's a shorter time frame and he has time to kind of be a little more detailed, this one kind of feels a little rushed comparatively, but then you get to that last page with yeah. black cat and it's just, you know, really, really, right. uh, it, it's yeah, really, really good. It's, it's, yeah. it's some of Ramos's best work. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was first reading this and my opinion was, this is the, the, the Nick Spencer, Redemption Spider-Man tour and black cat probably out of every character post post brand new or one more day is probably the outside of Mary Jane is probably the one that had the most character assassination. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even blaming slot like for that entirely more like uh, Kelly and Guggenheim. Kelly and Guggenheim, Miss Roder. Kelly basically was like, she's just all about sex. Like, sex with the oh. mask on, guys. She's a, she's a yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those, I mean, this, this is the same group of writers that thought it's a good idea to have Black Cat in a milk bath. <laughs> well, that was just slot. I, I don't care. I don't care. It's still <laughs> it's artistic writing. It's bad. It's it's yeah. not. I mean, well, the queen it, you know, making her okay. If you're gonna make her a villainous, fine. Uh, in some ways, on the surface, it, this it, should be by sweeping it under the rug and saying, "All right, we're just moving on." Yeah. Um. In ninety percent of the time, I would have a problem with it, but because it's a character that I actually care about, mm-hmm. and I care about what they've done to her mm-hmm. and Mary Jane, it felt like this this arc really was about taking this dangling thread with with Black Cat. Mm-hmm. There's certain there's there's a list of people that should know that Peter is Spider Man. Venom. Uh. Uh. Norman, cat, Norman, Harry, uh-huh. um, and then on you know on the the Peter side of life, Mary Jane and, and Aunt May. Yeah, I don't, I, even have a problem, I don't even have a problem with Otto knowing that Peter's Spider Man. But like, I I think that that was the entire point of it. Like I uh, of this these three issues though is to show you, hey, that's why this felt so wrong. That's why which I think it it also, it is kind of answering, it's kind of trying to help connect the story and make the story work and honoring all, all past um, iterations without being disrespectful with regardless if you agree, agree with it or not. And I I think that that's really what he, Nick Spencer was doing. Cause this is kind of the first story that I really came in and I was like, you know what? He really honestly is trying. He is trying to do exactly what I think any Spider-Man writer should, which is make, make stories your own, but don't disrespect the past. And yeah. he's ta- he, and he is almost this entire time taking things that people really didn't like and somehow made like retcon them or figured out a way. Well, not without retconning, retconning, but like figuring out a way to make them work. And this is kind of one of those things with Felicia because yeah. it, 
it's so clear, hey, she's been going crazy because she couldn't remember these things because they were taken from her, which is a sin of Brand New Day, which results in Kindred. Where, like, they wanted to go so back to basics with Peter. Mm Mm-hmm. And the mind wipe and the explanation of it and omit and all of that, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Because let's face it, for the first time in a long time, the characters are writing the stories. And with Nick Spencer, (laughs) the characters driving the plot, not the plot driving the characters. And that's been one of my biggest criticisms of Spider-Man for the last 10 years before this, from 2007 on, it was mm-hmm. everything driven by the plot, no matter what. The plot above all. And the, even when thing, when, when longtime readers or people that have, like, like Neil, that have gone back and read those books, because I know like the brand new day era is when you started reading. But when you go back and read everything before that, because there's a lot of people, especially with things like Marvel Unlimited or like Comixology Unlimited, that you have those access to all these this library, yeah, touching your fingers, and so you can go back and read all these books. They, if they doesn't, if it doesn't ring true, then it's not a good story. It might be a good story if you could for another character. The stuff with with volume four might have been a, an okay, um, you know, Tony Stark or a Nick yeah. Fury type story. It's not a good Spider Man story. And so it's refreshing to have the characters driving everything through. And even with this big bad, you know, looming. And, and yeah. for a, here's the thing. We're not going to see Kindred for a few issues, especially because we're building towards this Craven story. Um, but I also appreciate that the fact that, that Nick Spencer took a piece of what Sadarsky did. And that's what's going to be, you know, we're going to cover that next episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about. I, that's why I gave it a B plus. Like it's it's a very it's a very nerdy, nitpicky story in some aspects, but it's one that needed to happen. Yeah. The scepter of Felicia not knowing Peter Spider Man. Yes, Peter explained it to him that it was Otto, or explained it to her that it was Otto, but. But there's, saying there's it is Spider Man. So much that saying things can right. do. Well, saying yeah. it is Spider Man comes across as an excuse, but knowing that it's Peter Parker saying it is Spider Man, yeah, there's a sense of understanding mm-hmm. that Felicia didn't have. It's 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 having the it's having uh, like three quarters of the puzzle done, but there's right. a good chunk of the puzzle that you can't see the full picture what? of it- why. It's a big deal that Otto stole my brain for. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, yeah. I mean, there's also though there's also the whole issue with Felicia on. She knows she knew it at one point, and then it was, in her own words, in this script is taken from me. Mm. It was literally the information, and that's the thing too. Like when dealing with this kindred stuff. Yeah. And I I think that this is kind of this is stuff that I know no Spencer is thinking about that. I don't think anybody else as we're like all trying to figure out who Kindred is that you're actually fully thinking about is there were so many people within Peter's life. Information was stolen. Like it was taken away from 
And that is a big, big problem because like in terms of just content, like it's almost like the butterfly effect and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. Like it's just, it creates these gaps and the universe has to try and heal these gaps. How is it? How is it going to heal these gaps? Right. Things don't, it's not right. Yeah. One of of the things that I feel like that Spencer has done with this run so far, the issues that we've covered is that there's consequences to Peter's actions. Before, it didn't feel like that there was consequences. It felt like it's just actions that happen because plot demands it. Yeah. It's not organic. It's not It's not something that builds upon upon what previously was been established. It's just we're going to do we're going to do stuff for the sake of sake of doing stuff because that's what makes sense to us. Exactly. And that's where I feel like this kindred story, this meta arc is trying to build. It it, it Look, Sobolski, I feel, comes in with a fresh set of eyes and says, look, I've watched, you know, he's probably watched YouTube videos and things like that. Like every single YouTube star that's covered Spider-Man or that, that's done done these things with Spider-Man, whether it's podcasts or YouTube or Facebook or whatever, brand new or one more day is a scepter that looms over the book. Yeah. And by not addressing it, by saying this is what we're going to do, because let's face it, Alonzo himself was actively involved mm-hmm. in the planning of that because he was the editor of the Spider-Man books. Mm-hmm. So he, he felt like it's a genius idea. We're going to move forward. People are going to forget. Well, guess what? People haven't forgotten how bad that is. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, exhibit it, A, maximum clonage. I do, I do, I do love how like they said like, oh, people are just stupid. Well, they'll forget about it. Yes. Oh no, I remember being at the panel. I remember being at the panel in 2011 in San Diego at the panel. It was the Ultimate Spider-Man panel where they were revealing that Miles was Spider-Man. Yeah. And somebody brought up to Axel Alonso because he uh, didn't get a chance to do it at the Amazing Spider-Man panel because half of it was. Stuff that Steve Wacker edits, and I say stuff. Normally, it's the other S word, but I'm trying not to bleep myself, um, because that's basically what those panels became. It was like five minutes of, "Hey, we're talking about Spider-Man. Here's Dan Slott, you know, phoning it in or videoing it in." And then oh, I actually thought that that was the S word. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not intentionally, but yeah, uh, it's one. It's one of them. Brad, uh, shit, Zach is. You can censor that one. But needless to say, it's one of those things where I'm just happy that things that are lingering, it's like Nick basic Spencer basically said, okay, I need to address these in the first 12 or so issues. Mm-hmm. And then while building my the world of Spider-Man that I want to build. And so I really appreciated the level of care that's taken not only to to to, um, to Felicia, but I appreciate that they're actually trying to do something with Carly that's not love interest or yeah. super sleuth. It's yeah. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say I was going to I don't want to say Mary's suit because that's been driven into the ground. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's you know with Carly it's always been she's love interest number one, and love interest number three. Two, <laughs> yeah, love interest number one, number three, number five. And then it's also 
you know, she is so much smarter. She's so smart. She's so great, Peter. Don't Peter, you? You should date her. her. You should date her, Peter. And it was like so contrived because it didn't fit with having Mary Jane say that. I'm sorry. It was so did not make any sense. It was it, grating. It was grating. But the reason it was grating is that it doesn't make sense for MJ's character. Well, and, because, and because and because we know the right and because we knew the writers were basically just like using the care using the characters as their mouthpiece. Like, yeah. I want the plot to go this way, so I will make the characters say what I need them to say. <laughs> click clack click the clack. Plot, the, Bam, plot the plot comes together. Yeah. The plot above all else, and I, yeah. I, I hate that Paul wasn't on this episode because I would like to hear his thoughts on that. But just I remember reading that issue of Sensational Spider-Man before before the big reset where it's basically the, the black cat spotlight issue yeah. by Roberto mm-hmm. and Casa. And yeah. I remember saying that's a really great black cat story. Well, this, this, these three issues are the best black cat story we've got since mm-hmm. that issue. And so I really appreciate it, but I, I honestly, I, I love the idea of, of a, there is so much on the surface trauma with being in the Marvel universe. I mean, the world it like I was almost about to end three or four times and, and reading it through this pandemic and seeing how much strife and pain that that's that, that particular thing has caused here in 2020. It puts it in perspective uh, a lot of things. It, it really does. It's like, okay, you know, like we need a lot of therapy. Well, yeah. Cool. Also Corona motors, Saturday. I was. I didn't. I didn't want to make that joke. But I, I was it. trying not to I'm make. I'm here. Joke. Sorry, guys. I, I had to do it. I saw the opening. Where's, I was gonna where's, do it. where's your box of wine? No. I'm so, not. I don't drink during recording. So anymore. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, all that being said, I for the last segment of the episode, I, I ta- I've talked about it, but I am. Uh, Going to bring it back. Bring it back. And bring it. Well, it's not really bringing it back. It's bringing it forth. It's recommendations. Okay. So recommendations. Uh, I'm going to go around Yay. the horn. Start with Adam, then Neil, then Kelly. Adam, do you have any recommendations for this episode? Um, like anything. anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's the rules of recommendations. There are no rules. Okay, you can. Oh. I, like in terms of in terms of yeah, like you yeah. can recommend something that's like somewhat family friendly. Like don't recommend the, the rule thirty four stuff. But yeah, um, like, you, know, like, you know, like comics or movies or comics, TV, movie, yeah. you know, like entertainment that you would have. Okay. So, so is there anything that like? Boom! That that people need to know about that you that instantly pops in your head. It's like, hey, I need to tell people about this show or about this movie or about. Um, let's see. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Dark on Netflix, the German uh, show. <laughs> it's like okay. my uh, my pretentious opinion is it's it's like, and this isn't like a dig at people who are fans of this other show, but it's like. It's like Stranger Things were for adults a little bit more because, because like it's 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 very it's very cerebral and it it just you you watch this thing and there's all these twists and turns and all these things happen and it's just I was just really impressed with it. 
Uh, it's three seasons. The third season just came out, concluded it. I think it's like 20-ish episodes. I'd say it's, it's, good, uh, it's good watching material. Well, there you go, especially if you're, if you're uh, quarantined and you need something to binge. Check yeah. out Dark on Netflix. Yeah. Neil? Um, this is a comic. We're allowed to talk about the distinguished competition, correct? You can talk about DC. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not uh, a host that sits there and, and says no DC, no, 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 com- no company wars in this exactly. podcast. Um, so, so a comic I'm reading right now that I seriously recommend everyone should get is Far Sector by uh, N.K. Jemison and Jamal Campbell. Um, it's it's part of DC's Young Animal imprint. It's the only one still going because it's the only one with a set amount of issues. And it's basically um, imagine someone who looks like Janelle Monet as a space as a Green Lantern, uh, and so it's essentially like a Dyson, like an out out an, an exverted Dyson sphere. Um, and it talks about like free will and. Um, how how we comprehend emotions and how we comprehend translation to like the idea of the human condition being digitally converted. I thought that was sort of a, a weird but interesting premise and so far it's blown me away both artistically and writing wise. Um, I'm hoping it gets like a app like a hardcover or like a deluxe edition or an absolute edition because it's one of those books I think that deserves it so far. Um, it hasn't finished yet and it's got a bi-monthly schedule now. But I really recommend you guys check it out if you have the extra cash. There you go. Kelly! (laughs) Spider Girl? I didn't know you were Wow! This is my recommendation. is uh, Go to Marvel Unlimited and... Actually, hold on. (laughs) Sorry. It's not working. uh, (laughs) I tried, tried, but that plastic, my my hard shell, just... It's, it's just, a little too much, but we need to get you like a mic that you can put inside the hard shell. Like, <laughs> then I would never ever take the mask off. But um, yeah, no. So I, <laughs> it is 2020. Uh, but I would say go to Marvel Unlimited. Go reread Spider Girl. Obviously, all of MC2. Go binge Mayday Mondays here on the Spidey Do Network. Oh, um, and. Well, yeah, you, that's it. It's I mean, funny because you and I were thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> I'll tell you, I literally went and picked up Girl Complete Collection Volume One. Uh, that's one of my recommendations. My second recommendation is Spider Girl: The Complete Collection Volume <laughs> Two. Uh, if only uh, Volume Three was already out, because it would be out oh, this week. It would literally, you, it pandemic. would literally be coming out. Tuesday, we would have it in our hands this Tuesday. And I know it, it, it really, sorry, it really is a bummer. <laughs> there was a volume three, but thanks to the Ronas uh, or COVID nineteen, let's call it COVID nineteen. It's so COVID nineteen. Try to try to take us down. Right. Uh, we'll take you down for for that word too. By the way, but yeah, I, I just I think it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, definitely recommend these two these two trades. Uh, they are available on Amazon. Um, the, this trade, I or this trade is, I think, like twenty five bucks. The cover price is no. forty bucks. The first, so the first one actually, I think, was on Amazon for about fifteen ninety nine. Last time I saw it, the second wow. one's the twenty five ninety nine. Yeah. So okay, this literally has fifteen issues, plus the half issue, plus the annual. 
which is a double-sized issue, and what if 105. Plus, you have special features that are are included into this. This is a very, very comprehensive book. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you don't want to pay that for for that, I really encourage you to pick it up if you're, if you're looking to get in Spider Girl. But like Kelly said, Marvel Unlimited is for the value, one of the best values you can find. I that's my third recommendation. I'm going to second. <laughs> Ellie's recommendation because not only do you get the entire MC2 line, you get every issue of Amazing Spider-Man. You get every issue of Fantastic Four. Every issue of X-Men. All these that have been collected digitally you can get. Now, I say Amazing Spider-Man. So if you're looking for Spectacular or Web or Sensational, those are not all completely Well, and, and some of the X-Men and Fantastic Four stuff is also still missing. Um, I know that they're supposedly supposed to be doing like putting it on there, but they've also been saying that for five years and it's been up since Marvel unlimited started Q one, like Q one of 2010. Uh, Cause it yeah. was like basically towards no Q two of, of 2010. Cause it was starting towards my, my finals, my first spring semester of college. Uh, and I remember that because one of the main things that they were advertising at that time was all of MC2 yep. and a particular spectacular Spider-Girl being exclusive to Marvel Unlimited. Yep. So um, I had everyone in my, f everybody had to sign up. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, anyway, it's and my, my final recommendation. I just lifted my arms and you can kind of see this. Yes. Uh, is your friendly neighborhood Spidey Dude. If, if you would like a shirt, we are going to try to make a design. I haven't finalized the design. This is the first one. This is for, for me. Sarah made it. For me. It's a prototype. If you want a shirt, let us know. We will, uh, we will accommodate. You, of course, you can go to spidey-dude.com. Um, you can uh, interact on the actual website. You can go to the Spidey Dude Network at Spidey Dude Network on Instagram. Our Twitter feed, Spidey Dude Radio Network, or at Spidey Dude Radio, and then of course at Spidey Dude Radio Network on, which is liked by Ron Friends. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> suspicious, right. suspicious timing, Zach. I feel like this was planned. This was secretly planned. This was planned. not planned. I promise <laughs> you. I promise you. Uh, so that, that was just great placement. Of when I that up. Uh, but you can go to SpideyDude.com or, or Spidey-Dude.com. Every one of these links are on the top right-hand corner of the page, also on the top bar of the page. I am trying to get everything on the mobile version. So if you're using your phone right now, the links aren't showing up. I'm trying to fix that. Um, I may have to temporarily take the app that I'm using for the for the mobile stuff down for a little yeah. bit um, just because it's not working right. But, uh, yeah, be sure to be uh, follow us on our social medias. The phone number, if you want to uh, leave us a voicemail, is 818-925-6631. The email address, you can write in at spideyduderadionetwork at gmail.com. 
that's our email address for for the network. Be sure to put what you're talking about in the uh, in the uh, the subject of the email. We will read them on the air when we get them. So I'm really, really, really excited about this episode, guys. I really appreciate you guys being back on. I, I really enjoyed it. I hate that we couldn't have Brian and uh, and Paul on, but and Greg. Mm-hmm. But they will probably a part be a part of a future episode. So be sure to, to like, share, and subscribe, Neil, uh, this video on YouTube. And, of course, you can find our that show. That was a call-out post. <laughs> Apparently. Just you, Neil. Like, share, and subscribe, yeah. Neil. <laughs> it's no, all, uh, Neil's made it's fun of me in the past when I've made that phrase. <laughs> No, Zach, now you got me on the Philip DeFranco train. Now, remember, guys, if you like this video, you got to hit that like button and hit that subscribe button, hit that bell to make sure you get all the notifications for the <laughs> yeah, site, and yeah, you'll yeah. hit it on Patreon. <laughs> uh, be sure to uh, let, let us know if you like things, what you, what you didn't like, what you like. Let us know if you want to you get a T-shirt. We will, uh, we will get some T-shirts made and uh, put them out that are for Spidey Dudes. So I... You know, if you've got an idea, definitely let us know. I will credit you with the idea if you if you give us a good enough idea. Um, I have to. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Hobo Goblin from our front page, right quick, because while I'm thinking right. about ideas, he kind of gave the idea of the forgotten uh, the forgotten times or something like that in in an email. Okay. And I was kind of thinking along the same line of the Forgotten Era. So our, our new show, that's our history show, is going to be the Forgotten Era, covering that time between the Clone Saga and the reboot. And it's going to be the continuation, uh, spiritual continuation of sorts, of Clone Saga Chronicles. So if you're a fan of CSC, you want to hear us talk about more 90s goodness, uh, definitely check out Mayday Mondays and uh, coming in 2021. Oh, the Forgotten Era. Also... Be sure to let uh, to check out Spectacular Radio uh, on the network as well. And then if you like Clone Saga stuff, even though I made fun of it tonight, go to <laughs> Clone Saga Chronicles. Uh, so spideydo.com slash Clone Saga Chronicles. So I'm really, really excited. Um, hopefully by the time this video is released, I'll have some of the issues with Spotify fixed. Um, but uh, and mainly the issue is, is that only new episodes are showing up on Spotify, but not the old uh, ones. Well, I think it's probably an upload situation, but yeah. So I've got to email with them and, and, and talk with them. Also, hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, I'll have fixed all of our covers, so Yay! we can actually click on an episode. The covers for the episode will show up. Yay! Right covers. So um, I'm hoping that that will fix and alleviate some of the problems we've had. Um, yeah. But Stay tuned on that. I'll let everybody know. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about about our graphics, about our about our uh, stuff. And big, big shout out on our banner, of course, again to our good friend Tritown Spidey. He uh, helped us. He yes. hooked us up and helped us out. Yay. So, like I say, this has been the Spidey Dude Experience, episode yes. two. We'll see you next Woo! time when we cover the next five issues of Amazing Spider-Man, which will be a eight twelve through uh, eight. 17? 817? Yeah. So we'll cover everything up to the beginning of Hunted, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to have to split Hunted in two. Yeah. <laughs> to keep yeah. It under, like, maybe, the two-hour mark, otherwise it's going to be a long episode. 
I mean, it could be a very special episode, and just it could, it could be a more, very because it is a it is an event. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like Hunted and Last Remains are going to be like these big smorgasbord episode uh, smorgasbord episode episodes <laughs> episodes uh yeah uh, english yeah, episodes. folks it's so fine. yeah looking forward to the next episode we'll see you next time here on the spidey dude experience part of the spidey dude radio network